You got to go through fire to become the fire. You got to go through hard times to become the kind of person that's going to stand up for what you really believe in. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Sports Artie Snippets. I'm Liz Waluka, a registered dietitian and board certified specialist in sports dietetics. Every Wednesday, I'll be bringing you a sports dietitian guest that will share advice, insight, and rewards of the profession, snippets of their own career path to becoming a sports RD. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Sports RD Snippets. Hope everyone's doing well. It's February 1st right now. It's 8.59 p.m., but tomorrow it's February 2nd. So if you're listening to this, happy Groundhog's Day. You know, I don't know what the groundhog's going to see. It better be not six more weeks of winter. <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, something to celebrate, right? Um, I just feel like no one talks about Groundhog's Day anymore. And because this episode is coming out today on Groundhog's Day, we should acknowledge the holiday. So whatever he or she groundhog sees or doesn't see their shadow, uh, you know, hope for the best. But hope everyone's doing well. I'm super excited for this episode today. We have Loren Shock Leonard today. She has just amazing advice for early dietitians and veteran dietitians as well. We talk all about her amazing LinkedIn post that she posted in late December, which actually was the reason this whole conversation started. I really wanted to talk to Loren and find out like her inspiration behind the post and just learn more about the graphic. And I don't know how we all as sports dietitians can um, benefit from it. So if you're an early dietitian and you're in the fire, like Loren said in her quote at the start of the episode, um, you know, you will get out of the fire soon. And if you're a veteran sports dietitian, hopefully you are the fire. But just great energy from Loren and and yeah, just super excited. Loren is a native of Rose Hill, Kansas, and became director of Olympic Sports Nutrition at West Virginia University after serving nine months as the director of sports nutrition for North Dakota State University, where she was responsible for the nutritional needs of 450 student athletes. Prior to that, she served as a sports nutrition graduate assistant for Ole Miss volleyball and softball teams. She completed her dietetic internship at Ole Miss in May of 2020, where she completed specialty rotations with Clemson Olympic Sports Nutrition and Ole Miss Football Sports Nutrition. She also served as a sports nutrition intern at Tulsa University in the summer and fall of 2016. Shock Leonard graduated from Wichita State with a Bachelor's of Arts degree in Exercise Science in 2016 and from the University of Mississippi with a Master's of Science degree in Food and Nutrition Services. Let's jump in and let's meet Loren. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Liz. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have you. What's going on in your world? Morgantown? Morgantown, yep. Morgantown. Uh, So it's a little bit of everything. We've got our winter sports kicked on between men's and women's basketball, between wrestling, and now gymnastics is a new one. Let's start in the pickup season here, too. So we're keeping busy, and we're having fun with it. 2022 it's going to be a good year I think everyone can feel it oh yeah but yeah I'm super excited to have you on today I was trying to think so we've just so everyone knows like we've never met each other before I just realized that <laughs> but I don't know Annie I, I don't know if I, Annie Hogan Larry put your name out there like 
few months ago and I like your name sounded familiar. And then you just recently posted a, an amazing post on LinkedIn, which we're going to get to in a second. And I was that on like New Year's Eve. You posted that or like, probably, <laughs> but anyways, it was an amazing LinkedIn post, just helping like advocate for sports nutrition and like what dietitians should be doing each day. And I was just so excited. I was like, I need to talk to her because <laughs> what you posted and we'll get into that a little bit later on. Actually, if you want to talk about it like briefly right now. Sure. So it was a post that we originally shared on our Instagram page. Um, and then I was thinking about it and I was like, this should go on LinkedIn, but it breaks down essentially our RD productivity. So one of the things that I've become really passionate about over the past couple of years is advocating for the RD and not just advocating for a student worker because we do completely different things and we've gone to school for much longer. So it breaks down how many educations we've given between team talks, grocery store tours and cooking classes, breaks down the number of counseling sessions we've had with the number of athletes we've counseled, um, and then also the number of meals provided through our training table and the number of home competitions that we've fueled in person. What made you want to post that or like what was it just kind of natural to post that I just I don't know why I was so like I always share that information with my supervisor but I never thought like it was so helpful for me to see wow like she has three you know three dietitians on the Olympic side and like they just knocked out like over 300 counseling how how many counseling sessions was that like within this past semester 300 uh -huh. so it's 383 counseling sessions um, really since I started in August and both of my fellow, or I started in May and both of my fellows started in August. And so it was counting from essentially May, 2021 to about mid-December, 2021. Wow. Yeah. Because like I'm as one dietitian, I mean, I have SIP now, but like from my last year of like the review, you know, I counseled, I had like 300, you know, one-on-one -on -one meetings. And I'm thinking that's great. And it is great for one person, but to see like what three people can do and be able to like, maybe share that in a way. I'm like, why don't like all schools, if there's like this mm -hmm. I don't know, a way we can all see like, you know, how many RDs do they have? And like, you know, how many counseling session teen talks, grocery store tours. I don't know. I just felt like that was such a light bulb and it's not even that difficult to share, but I don't, we should all share. And that's exactly what I plan on doing with it. So when I was at North Dakota State before this, I was tracking the same productivity there. So I'm planning on taking my productivity of this is what it looked like. This is how many athletes I was able to touch as one dietitian. And this is how many we've been able to touch as three dietitians. So then this way, I can hopefully go to administration and say, these are dietitians that are just quite frankly kicking ass here and our athletes trust them and they love them. And I wanna keep them here if I can. So it's maybe a far off goal, but eventually I want to advocate for keeping a stable staff. Um, Cause I feel like a lot of programs typically just keep adding GAs or they keep adding fellows and that staff turnover just gets yeah. really tiresome for some of those teams because they start to like somebody or they start to trust somebody and then they're gone nine months later and so I'm trying to make sure that like we can keep this relationship and keep this momentum going with them so we'll see fingers crossed amazing all right well let's jump in can you take us through your career path up until this point where you started where you're yeah. at Sure. So I actually started undergrad at a small private university in Kansas City. It's called Rockhurst. 
Um, I went there thinking that I wanted to study physical therapy. And then I realized that everybody wanted to be a physical therapist. <laughs> and I was like, we can't all be PTs. This is just not going to work. Um, so I realized that I was kind of interested in that more so for the exercise part. Like I wanted to get more into fitness. So then I told my mom, I want to go study exercise science instead. And she was like, well, there's no point in staying at this expensive school. How about you just transfer back to Wichita State? So went home um, and started studying exercise science there. And at one point in my studies, I was taking a class called sport and exercise nutrition. And our professor's name was Dr. Kaylin Young. He's now at Auburn. He was amazing. Like I loved that class. He was the kind of guy that would like bang on the table talking about supplements, just like had a lot of passion about it. Um, and I realized that it was something that I had always been interested in when I was an athlete playing volleyball and cross country, I was always thinking about like, all right, I got a tournament. I got to make sure I have X, Y, and Z snacks and make sure that I eat this kind of meal. Cause otherwise I'm not going to feel good heading into it. So it really just all connected really well for me. And so I started talking to him, asking him, do you know if there's any careers in this? Like, how do I break into this? How do I make this a career and a passion for me? And he said, you absolutely can. And he started asking friends and they said, you got to get your RD is what you need to do. So I started looking into sports nutrition, just like Googling it and different experiences and there was an internship on the CPSDA jobs posting for um, an unpaid internship at the University of Tulsa. And I needed a 500 hour internship for my undergrad anyway. So I ended up going down there and working with Annie Hogan Lowry, who was the best person that I ever could have started under. She is so much fun. She just she brings a whole different attitude to the field than I've ever met before, honestly. Um, and I would work from 5 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. every day and loved every single second of it. So I knew that it was something that I wanted to stay in. So as I finished up my bachelor's, I started looking into master's programs. Um, it was a big shout out to my best friend, Christina Weston, because she is the one who kind of guided me and told me like, all right, you need to look for a CP program because this is what your bachelor's is in. So I found Ole Miss's program, applied for it, got into the master's. I also applied for a GA position in sports nutrition. I didn't get it that first semester. Um, and so I decided to move there anyway. I reached out to Melinda Valiant and Kate Callaway, who were the RDs there at the time and told them, you know, I want to get any experience I can. Like, I understand I didn't get the GA, but whatever I can do to be around athletes, I want to do it. So they had me start out volunteering. And it's kind of crazy looking back on it because I was working for my own classmates at that point. Like I had lost the GA to them mm -hmm. and I was working for them. It is kind of a humbling experience <laughs> um, to say the least. But after that semester, um, Melinda came to me one day and just said, Hey, do you have a GA for next semester? And I said, Nope. And she said, well, we've got an opening now and 
you've proven that you can put in the work and you've helped us out a lot. So if you're interested, it's yours. And so I was super excited to just get that offered to me. So of course I took it. Um, that first semester didn't really do a whole lot in sports just yet. But then going into the summer after that, they actually gave me volleyball to start working with. Um, so started working with them, eventually picked up softball and had a little bit of rifle thrown in there. And that was, of course, a blast. Getting some SEC experience is insane. Um, and then I went into my dietetic internship after that, since it was a CP program. And I was able to get some experience working with um, the Ole Miss football team during fall camp. Again, absolutely insane days, but had a blast with it. Um, and then my DI director was one of the best you could ask for because she would let us go get extended experience wherever we wanted. So I was fortunate enough to go out to Clemson and do part of my internship with Christina there. So I got to see how she runs things. So I got to see all of these different programs before I even finished grad school and see how all these RDs run them. And then after I finished up my DI, well, I feel like I should elaborate on my DI a little bit, or at least towards the end, because I started finishing that um, the spring of 2020. So our internship was actually halted in about March at that point. And we weren't able to do anything in person because of COVID. And so I was able to really like knock out the last of my hours pretty quickly um, with webinars, whatever. Luckily, since I was a sports nutrition emphasis, it was, it was done fast. Um, but I started studying for the RD exam like crazy, got it knocked out and studying for or applying to other jobs. And at that point, like there were not many on the job board. I was applying to anything and everything. Um, and I ended up getting an interview at North Dakota State. So went up there, got offered the job. That was like the first week of July and was told, okay, you've got it contingent on passing your RD exam. So it was this super tense time of, okay, I gotta do this. <laughs> Finished studying, moved all my stuff from Mississippi to Kansas, which is home took the exam in Kansas like four days later and then moved up to North Dakota seven days later um, and then took care of that program for nine months, made a million and a half mistakes, um, but really enjoyed it and really learned a lot from it. And then I was able to come here to West Virginia and it's been probably the craziest, but the greatest two years I could ask for. Wow. I didn't realize now that COVID has been going on for so long, like I didn't realize that like you were a dietetic intern during uh -huh. like <laughs> yeah. that crazy to me. Can you go back to when you were saying that you didn't get that GA position, but you were working under the people that the students that got the GAs. I mean, what would your advice like out there for anyone that, you know, is working really hard, but is just feeling like slighted or just a little defeated? I would say the right people will see what you're doing. Um, if you just keep your head down and you keep a smile on your face and you keep showing up and doing your best, the right person is going to recognize that and going to give you opportunities to improve. 
Um, even if it's just like a volunteer position in a sports nutrition program where you're an undergrad, do your best, show up with enthusiasm every day, and your RDs are going to recognize that, and they're going to ask you to help with social media postings, team educations, sit in on counseling sessions, like the right people will want to help you grow. Yeah, I agree. I think people don't realize like someone's always watching and in a positive way, you know, if you're, you know, and I'm sure it can get really hard at times, but just know like someone is seeing your work and um, you'll get the benefits. It just might not be as soon as you kind of want to, but when timing is like everything too. Yes. Yeah. It's always a grind. This profession is, and you just got to keep grinding and something will come through. Well, I realized too, in the last episode with Jana, we talked about like what um, the biggest mistakes new directors make and how you just said at North Dakota State, (laughs) North Dakota State, what were, what were like, if you don't mind sharing, like any funny or just like, like, or just like things you don't know. I mean, these are things like you guys, you learn the job and it's embarrassing as hell sometimes, but like. Yeah. You don't know until you do it. So it's not even your fault sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you have to make the same mistake a few times before you really learn what works. Um, but the first one that comes to mind, um, we had a agreement with a local creamery. So we would get about a thousand bucks a month to spend on their products. And I didn't realize that previously they had only done milk jugs at that point that would be kept in the fridge and then kids had to pour out their own cups. And so I didn't know how much these kids loved dairy, basically, because I was like, I can just switch this to Fairlife bottles. It'll be great. Like they're not going to go through that much. So then I started getting Fairlife and like burnt through that thousand dollars in probably two weeks. And the football strength coach at the time kept trying to tell me, he's like, this isn't going to work. Like you have to understand you're going to burn through this. And I was like, no, it's fine. Like I was taking it head on with them. Um, and now it's like, nope, it wasn't fine. <laughs> I tried to switch it to cartons to see if that would last a little bit longer. They blew through that too. And eventually I just had to go back to those milk jugs. And let me tell you, I heard about it. It was, those student athletes were asking, what happened to the fair life? What happened to the cartons? And so I had added something that was a little bit too nice that they got used to, and then I had to take it away. Um, So that was a pretty big one. Gosh, I'm sure there were other ones, but it was just a lot of little things of, gosh, I should have known this, or I should have known it wouldn't have worked out, but it's, experience is what helps teach you the most well you've also seen so many schools so I think anyone be like oh fair life like it looks cooler you know it's just you know more desirable and it just goes to show like it always comes back to the culture of the place and that gets so innocently a decision that you were trying to make but like who would have thought like the creamery would be like (laughs) yep (laughs) just burn right through it (laughs) so with all your experience from like Ole Miss, Tulsa, North Dakota State, and West Virginia like what do you feel like has been the most beneficial and Clemson, like seeing all these schools and how all these RDs work? I mean, how long have been, you've been a dietitian for like two years, a year and a half? I don't know. what. A year and a half. I got my RD in July of 2020. Okay. So you've um, seen a lot before yeah. even an RD. Like how has that helped you like, like more practicing? 
in so many different ways. Um, you basically said it. So being able to see what all of these different dietitians in all of these different programs are doing and how it works for those athletes um, and seeing just what I like in terms of my style and what I want to adapt. So really what I have at West Virginia right now is a little bit of everything that I've taken from these programs. From Tulsa, it, I took the relational aspect. Annie was talking about in her episode about how that's her thing. She gets to know her athletes. She's a part of their lives. So that's part of why advocating for more staff here is so important to me. Uh, Ole Miss, it was making sure that we had great resources and staying organized and staying efficient. And at Clemson, Christina is all about education and also getting to know her athletes and being present whenever she can. Um, so here it's just like this adaptation from all of it and trying to make the best program that I can. And I get phenomenal mentors out of this too. Like I would not be here without any of them. So it's been a ride. Wow. From coming from North Dakota state and then moving to West Virginia, was there something in like the interview process that maybe like you learned from the previous places you're at where you knew what you were looking for, or was it like a perfect fit? Like how, I guess I'm kind of going into like, I know your LinkedIn post of yeah. just, like doing things a different way to like, make sure that it, your mission and vision are kind of heard. So when you're walking into West Virginia, was it kind of set up or did you have to kind of help them make the transition to your vision? I, I had to change a lot of things at both programs, honestly. Um, uh, NDSU, it's kind of funny looking back at my interview. Um, I told quite a few people, like, I want to do educations every two weeks for all teams. I want to be available for counseling sessions and admin loved it. Um, but anything that was anybody that worked downstairs in the weight room was like, this isn't going to be realistic. Just straight shooters. You're not going to be able to do this. Um, so I had this vision of wanting to integrate sports nutrition with the athletes and make it about them in a way that sets them up for the future. Um, and so NDSU was kind of like my trial run of, okay, how realistic is it to try to get this number of educations and counseling sessions and still be able to go to everybody's practices and everybody's games? Uh, and it was a lot of trial and error that I was eventually able to kind of adapt here. I would say both programs were pretty food service heavy before I got there. And that's why there was a little bit of resistance at first. Um, but WVU has been a little bit different in that we transitioned from this basically closet of a fueling station and into a whole new one at the three-door fridge, long counters. Like these kids are seeing things that they haven't before here. And so it just gives me a lot more resources to put out foods that don't require a whole lot of prep. So then that way us three RDs can make it around to our teams and be more available for counseling. When you came into the position at West Virginia, were there two fellows already there or was that a part of, you know, you coming in to have that support to, you know, provide athletes with care? Yeah. So that's, I'm going to brag on myself just for a little bit. Um, that's one of the things that I'm really proud of. So 
when I was at NDSU, that was when I first started tracking productivity. And that's when I would make the case to admin of, look, like this is the number of touching touches I'm getting here, but you can have more. Like you've got to expand this staff. And those productivity logs got them a GA. So mm-hmm. now NDSU has an RD and they have a GA position. Um, and when I was interviewing for, and I got offered this job, I kept telling them like, that's a one RD position. Like here's one RD and one GA before I got here. And I kept telling them my style ends up weighing me down with a lot of counseling sessions. Kids want to talk to me. Kids want to get better. That's what I do. So then I end up really heavy with those. And I kept telling them that like, I need a guaranteed extra RD. And so um, Caitlin Sweeney, who's now my boss, advocated for me to get a fellow instead. It wasn't in the budget to get another full-time RD. So she helped me turn this GA into a fellowship so that I'd be guaranteed at least one other RD. Um, and then when I got here, I had been here for a couple weeks and I kind of took a look at the budget, moved a couple more things around. And I went to admin and said, I want another fellow. I got 15 teams here. I need to be able to split this a little bit more evenly. So God granted a second fellow here. Um, so I've been able to grow staff pretty quickly just by showing the value of the dietitian and not just the value of the food runner that they might have seen before. That is amazing. That is like such great inspiration for anyone listening. And I don't think you're bragging at all. Like, I think we need more people to speak up and, and like bringing things to your supervisor, like you're tracking. It's so important to track and document and almost like put your foot down in a way with, you know, because we know the value, but um, it, it's clear that they obviously like value, you know, your role too within the department, which is really cool. Um, I don't know. I was just trying to think, cause we already talked about your LinkedIn post, but is there like, I don't know, how do you envision if this were to go further? Like what if every sports nutrition department like shared a graphic like that? Like, would that be like helpful to see what everyone's doing? Or I don't know. I was trying to think of like, if every school shared how many team talks they do, how many grocery store tours, team talks, I mean, counseling sessions, how many RDs they have. Yeah. So I think it's important to not look at it from a competitive standpoint. Right. You know, so for us, we were sharing it just so that our athletes would see what we were doing, because I feel like in the past, when you didn't see your dietitian, you're like, oh, what, what is she even doing? Like, is she just making smoothies all day or where is she? And so we just do so much behind the scenes work that not everybody gets to see, especially with such a small staff compared to others. So it was important for us to be like, hey, we're not making you smoothies because we're doing this. Like, we're trying to set you up for the future. We're trying to help make you adults. Um, And it was important for us to show other staff the same thing of this is, you know, you don't see us pushing smoothies at kids because this is what we're doing to help with their mental health, to help with their energy levels in other ways. Um, and I just feel like, you know, I don't think it was your intention in that question, but I, I just feel like other programs have a tendency to look at what others are doing and think like, oh, maybe I should do that. And it's almost turned into this way of like one upping each other of, 
I saw this program has Asa Ebels for their football players. So how about we get ice cream trucks? Like, and it doesn't have to be that. It's just trying to advocate for what we went and got our master's for. Um, and what we spent $30,000 on <laughs> in, two, in two years. Like, we want to make sure that we're hyping ourselves up, not just the food. Um, I guess that's more what it is for me. Yeah. And it's, I mean, I forget because I've been in my job for like almost five years. Like we're not very food service oriented. So it's interesting hearing from your perspective of like letting other teams know, like we're not making smoothies. We're like in my job, no one, I'm not making smoothies. Like no one would think I'm doing that. They would think I'm counseling, but no, I was just thinking more like, wow, like this university has three RDs. Look how much they can do. This can be so helpful because I thought my number of seeing 300 or having 300 um, nutrition appointments a year was a lot for one person, which it is, but wow, if I had two people, you can do 300 in two months, you know, yeah. like, like, so that was really cool for me to see and just to know what else is going on out there. So then I can be like, wow, like we can do more. And now that I have a SNP too, of course, my numbers our numbers are going up tremendously because there's two of us. So yeah. it's kind of yeah. common sense, but it's also like, it's just cool to see the value of like what dietitians are doing. And I, I appreciated that it wasn't just food service because food service is totally important. Don't get me wrong, but mm -hmm. I know some dietitians have the issue where, you know, they're doing too much food service and they're not like, I, I don't know if any place has it all like, or can have it all, but I think yeah. you either kind of have a healthy balance or it's, you need help somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, you know, I became really passionate about it because I realized one day, like at Ole Miss and at NDSU, when I had first gotten to both of these programs, the first thing I was asked was, can you make smoothies for this? Mm -hmm. I wasn't asked, can you do a team education on this? Um, and so it was like, that's, First of all, that's not going to be my job description. I'm not here to run a smoothie bar. I'm here to educate you. Um, so it took a lot of putting my foot down quite a bit <laughs> um, and kind of reframing how people had seen the position um, so that they had a little bit more respect for it. So it took a lot of resistance for a while, but I have found with both of these programs, just keeping on this front and keeping up with communicating like this is what's important to us we can't necessarily help you with this all the time because that's going to take a lot of time and a lot of commitment but we can't help you with this and they come around to accept it and like it a lot i like that keep your foot down and eventually mm -hmm. it works i had to tell a lot of kids at ndsu that i didn't get my masters to make them smoothies all day <laughs> interesting though at a smaller because they're obviously a smaller school i guess I, I, get, I don't know. I only know my own experience. So I, I think like sometimes at a smaller school, it, it would be more about education. So that's just interesting yeah. to me. And I did reframe it that way. Um, it's just like, that's, that's how it had originally started. Right. I think like Sammy Furman, who was there before me, had put so much work into that fueling station and that was her baby and she had been there for a couple of years and had developed that really well. And so that's what the athletes had seen up until that point. Um, so she really laid the groundwork there to get that established. So then when I came in, it was a little bit easier to say like, this isn't what's going to happen. This is. And if you don't like it, you don't have to hire me. <laughs> exactly. Pretty much. <laughs> Today, we are talking all about Momentus and their collagen peptides, which is one of their best-selling products. 
I know, I know, collagen is everywhere and on every grocery store shelf, but this one is the real deal. Momentus includes a type of collagen in their formula called Fortigel, made up of type 1 and type 2 collagen in a source from pasture-raised germine bovide hide. Fortigel has been designed and tested specifically to promote collagen synthesis in tendons and ligaments. There's 15 grams of collagen in every serving and vitamin C, which helps improve collagen synthesis and absorption. This product is seriously a no-brainer addition to your athletes and your personal routine, and your joints will thank you. Breaking news, Momentus is now offering a brand new collagen shot. Yes, that's a shot of collagen. Super easy to use and super convenient, and is even NSF certified. It has 10 grams of protein, 35 milligrams of vitamin C, all in one shot. Yep, you heard it here, folks. Don't miss out on your chance to purchase the collagen shot. For RD Snippet listeners, Momentus is offering 20% off your order using the code RD Snippets at checkout. That's R D S N I P P E T S. Check out their website and their collagen peptides at livemomentus.com and don't forget to use the code RD Snippets for 20% off your order. Thank you so much to Momentus for sponsoring this episode. Best advice in your career path up until this point? Um, Melinda was really great about teaching us to prioritize what was important and what was actually necessary. So she would always have us meet with our teams when we first got there, figure out what had been offered before, what they were used to, what worked, what didn't, and then really think about like out of that list, what was important to us. And after you had enough time to evaluate what was actually important and what you wanted to keep up with, you communicated that off the bat. Um, make sure that you communicate, this is what we're offering this year. This is how frequently you can expect to see it. Um, and this is what you're probably not going to see this year. And if you want this, then you're going to have to help us balance it basically. Um, so again, just setting those boundaries up right off the bat so the teams know where you stand with it. Um, you can knock out a little bit of tension real early and then you can get the ball rolling with what you really want to do. So for here, um, what I did is I sent a list of goals and expectations to all coaches. Um, I had just sent a list, like, these are the services you can expect. Like I had said it, what frequency, this is when it's probably not going to happen. If you have questions about it, please feel free to reach out to one of us. Uh, cause I had to do that at NDSU when I found out that all the fall sports were moving to the spring, um, in the spring of 2021. So everybody was in season at once. And it was, I went to my boss. I was like, I have to set some parameters here. Like we have to do this now. So he really helped me put that list together and it was received really well. So I wanted to make sure I did the same thing right when I got here at WU. That is amazing. I think putting your foot down early, it's not even about putting your foot down. It's like I think so many dietitians totally, especially if you're younger, you're going to get lost real fast if you don't upfront. And it's not even a negative thing being like, Hey, you know, with my time, this is like, you're saying what you can expect because what is it? The under, under promise over deliver. Yes. Um, but yeah, I can see how dietitians don't do that. They get nervous and then they just get so sucked in. They can't say no. And it just becomes a disaster. Mm -hmm. So that is like really good advice. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, 
Well, thanks, Melinda, up the line. But... <laughs> what about hardest advice or just like the hardest something that you heard that has stuck with you? I recently um, was told to be patient. Um, and it's because I got so used to really accomplishing things pretty quickly. Um, as you can tell from moving from grad school to NDSU to here and being able to change both programs pretty fast. And so I have this tendency to be like, all right, I'm gonna do this and it's gonna be awesome and people are gonna love it. And it takes a little bit more time <laughs> um, with some teams. Some teams need a little bit more time to really get to know you and to really trust you and to really buy into what you're trying to do with them. Um, so it's, it's been a trial of patience for a little while, um, and just trying to figure out like, what's a realistic timeline for some of the goals that I have for myself and for my fellows in the program. Yeah. I feel like it's hard because it's like, it's hard not to like be gung ho and go with your vision because that's what you want. But then you just kind of forget sometimes that like these cultures are like still there and every team is different, which is like very easy to forget about because you're working with so many people that you like forget that like every team is so different and then you have to learn the hard way when like something just blows up in your face so you're like ooh, that was awkward or like that team didn't respond to that whoops like yeah. I should have you know found out if they knew anything about that topic before or yeah it's hard you're but yeah it's just what it is but it's tough yeah, especially when you're dancing between programs and you start to think that like, okay, this sport has its own kind of personality. So then you go to a new program and you think, oh, I got along great with my basketball team at the last school. This is going to be different. <laughs> and so it's like, okay, team cultures can vary even from school to school, even if it's the same sport, like don't expect them to all act the same and to be enthusiastic about the same thing. Um, so it just, takes a little bit of time and I know in the back of my head that like I'm gonna accomplish these goals and these teams are going to trust me and they're gonna like what I do with them I just have to accept that it's gonna take a little bit of time to get there and then it'll be more rewarding when it does happen because yeah it took to get there <laughs> exactly <laughs> all right ready for the rapid fire yep let's do it all right would you rather would you rather chronically underdress or overdress? Oh, I'm casual, underdress. Underdress, I know, I had to think about this one because if you underdress and everyone's gonna think like, oh, this, you know, they don't care or whatever. And then if you overdress, I feel like people are like, oh, that, she's so obnoxious, like she can't really fit in with the vibe. Right, you can't quite win, but- Right, so would you rather? <laughs> and it kind of depends on like what, what your definition of under or overdressed is so <laughs> true true all right wings boneless or wing in bone in oh, wing in. <laughs> wing in. um boneless same someone said that's not a wing because it's like a it's like a chicken nugget i'm fine with it i don't want to pick around a bone I agree. <laughs> I agree i agree um mnt or biochem oh dear god <laughs> uh mnt I guess. Really? Not biochem? Well, the reason I say that is because I tried to like ignore MNT for as long as I could. And then 
COVID hit and I had to do so much MNT at NDSU with those kids. It was crazy. So if I could go back, I would pay much better attention to that. Okay. No, that's good advice actually. Mm -hmm. I think I liked biochem because it was like, I don't know. It just felt like it all made sense. It was like, here's the process. This is how it happens. And this is the end. And so I was good at like understanding that. Yeah. That's fair. Anything with chemistry in it just kind of makes me a little, it gives me a little PTSD. Yeah. Or professor. If you have a good professor, then it's fine. Yeah, for sure. Okay. What state have you not been to yet, but want to go to soon? Hmm. I know that I was thinking about this recently, but off the top of my head, I would just say Hawaii. Oh, that's a good one. Beaches. Yeah. It'd be great. My answer was not North Dakota, but now I'm wondering, what do you do in North Dakota? I'm not saying I don't, maybe now you can inspire me to go, but I've never been. But now uh, that you live there, I would ask. You know, my fellow Brooke might be a better <laughs> uh, resource for that. Wait, Brooke, or is that from? You jump over to Minnesota and go to all the lakes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, also a fun fact. Well, this is kind of embarrassing. I looked up the, the states. <laughs> I didn't know Minnesota was that close to North Dakota. It's like, oh, yeah. like that's weird. Like, I also didn't know Wisconsin is in between Michigan and Minnesota. They're not that close. Yeah, Wisconsin is on the other side of Minnesota, and then Michigan's on like in the Great Lakes. <laughs> Where else would I? Yeah, I feel like my first answer would be Montana. People always talk about how nice Montana is. I love Montana. I've been there. Otherwise, I probably would have put that on it. Okay, so the advice about North Dakota was get out and go to Minnesota. <laughs> go, go to Minnesota in the summer. Jump on a lake. Yeah, North Dakota, you don't really want to go outside in the winter. It's like negative 30. Oh my God, is it that bad? It's horrible. It get cold. <laughs> Very cold. All right. What are you grateful for in 2022? Oh, wow. There's a lot of things. Um, I would say probably at the top of my list is my husband. He has been my rock through all of this. So we've been together for 10 years. Um, and he has been with me, moved with me everywhere I've been, except for Tulsa, because Tulsa was only two hours from Wichita. And that was for three months. But he has been along for the ride from the beginning and has supported me through all of it. And Sometimes he's the one that has to check me and be like, hey, you're a bad bitch. Like, you got to keep going. So, <laughs> um, you got to be at the top of my list. Of Find someone that wants to travel. Yeah, that too. <laughs> All right, last question. You ready? Yep. Okay, if you could tell your younger Artie self one thing, what would you say? Uh, I was just talking to Brooke about this right before this. Um, the first thing that came to my mind was... You got to go through fire to become the fire. So I used to tell myself that a lot when I was at NDSU and it's still very fresh in my mind because that was like six months ago. Um, and the reason I would do that is because it was a really hard time. Like most people are not supposed to go from grad school straight to a director position. So like I said, I made a lot of mistakes and I had to learn a lot and it was a tough environment to learn in, um, but it helped me learn what I was passionate about and what I was willing to fight for and put my foot down for. So I always tell people that are going through a hard time, like 
You got to go through fire to become the fire. You got to go through hard times to become the kind of person that's going to stand up for what you really believe in um, and to become stronger and not be afraid of the things that you used to be afraid of. So let's say just tough it I out. I love that. Blazing through 2022. Yeah. <laughs> Blazing through 2022. Let's go. <laughs> no, it's a good point because I've not like I forgot, but like I started out in my role as like a director and I wasn't like I was a fellow I was at SNP before and I forget it feels like so long ago but I mean it's hard and I don't even I, regardless of where you are it's gonna be hard mm -hmm. you're gonna cry yes a lot you're gonna feel like all these things and you just don't know because nobody you don't know because it's new and it just happens and but it's it's all experience to help you like you said figure out what what you care about, what you're going to stand up for, what you're not going to stand up for, like where, where you're going to, you know, put your foot down and like all that stuff. And I wouldn't change a thing either. Like looking back, cause it's, it's like, it, it's helped me become where I want to be because you got to see for better, <laughs> for worse, those experiences just bring you a little bit faster to your destination, but it's not easy. So if you're like struggling or crying right now, like just know that you're just in the fire, but you're, you're going to become the fire soon. Become the fire. Yep. Sometimes you just have to lay on your office floor and put your legs up on the wall and stare at the ceiling for 20 minutes. And that's fine. <laughs> you're going to say and pull the fire alarm. So. <laughs> that's what I used to do every Tuesday at NDSU. I would just lay on the floor in my office for the 20 minutes that I had free in the day before I went over to a catering. Like, Sometimes it's just what you need. Oh, amazing. Well, Loren, thank you so much for your time today. It was so fun having you on and have a great rest of the week. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. You too. Thank you so much for listening to this episode on Sports Artie Snippets. I hope you found our conversation helpful today. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Apple or Spotify. Share the podcast or tell another sports RD to be or sports dietitian about it. If you can rate and review the podcast, it really helps the show and is much appreciated. Remember to follow along on Instagram at Sports RD Snippets to see what Sports RD guest is featured each week. I'm super excited to bring on my upcoming guests, so stay tuned. I'm Liz Waluka, and thanks so much for listening.